On today's episode, the NFL Draft Week is upon us, so we are going to go through and we are going to do a pre-draft rookie mock. We went ahead and did a four-round rookie mock draft with some people in our Dynasty Domain Leagues, and the results, to say the least, are interesting. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. What's up? And Simon Denny. Welcome back. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's start this episode how we start every week, and that is with our trade scenario of the week. Uh, Nathan, you got this one for us this week. Yes, I do. So team one is going to be getting Darnell Mooney, Elijah Mitchell, and Derek Carr. And team two would be getting Cooper Cup and Zach Wilson. Interesting. Simon, what do you think? Well, uh, this is actually one we talked about before we recorded so we had some time to think about it and uh what i said earlier is i will take cooper cup over the combination of elijah mitchell and darnell mooney uh that's just he's safe he's elite already we know that he's with stafford for stafford just signed a four-year deal right so um that matters his longevity matters and i think he will last a long time and I am just ever so slightly taking Zach Wilson over Derek Carr as well. So for me, there's there's two wins on that side. I could easily see someone make an argument either way on, on both sides, no matter how you split it up. But that's just me because you're getting a good young QB and one of the most productive players in fantasy football. Yeah, I think this is an interesting one because... Um if you're looking to break it up and try to find a clear like value winner for this trade, you're not going to find one because you're right. You know, in our rankings as far as quarterbacks go, uh, we have Derek Carr at 18 and Zach Wilson at 17. Uh, and actually, Nathan actually has Derek Carr above Zach Wilson. So th- this is actually a split decision between the three of us on which one we're even taking in this scenario. So, so it's safe to say, that Nathan, that you'd probably take Derek Carr for Zach Wilson at this point. Uh, one for one, yes. That does not mean I don't like Zach Wilson. I actually was. No, yeah. I am quite high on Zach Wilson. But needless to say, we, we have really we like have him. them valued so similarly that I think, um, you know, I, I I think it's kind of a wash at that point. Whose phone was that? Yours. Yeah. Nice Silly. one. Guess who? Yeah. Guess who called me? Uh. You get one. Oh, oh, it was it was Desmond Dawson Ritter. Knox. Yeah, it was Sam Young. Ah, oh, what an idiot! I thought it'd it be was. Dawson Knox. <laughs> Shout out Sam. Shout he's, out Sam. He's one of our dumb friends. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. So as far as difference wise value, they're not not a ton. Uh, and then I think Simon's right. If you're looking at Cooper Cup uh, for Elijah Mitchell, um. <laughs> If you're looking for at Cooper Cup for Elijah Mitchell and Darnell Mooney, looking at our running back rankings here, we have Elijah Mitchell's uh, running back 22, and then we have Darnell Mooney at wide receiver 27, and then you have wide receiver six. In my opinion, that's way too big of a gap. Even though there's two players involved, I still I think I'm with you. Number one, if you're contending, Cooper Cup is an amazing contender. Oh yeah, piece. It, I, it there are get better. there are arguments yeah. to be made that Cooper Cup is undervalued. I mean, I I would I would listen. Uh, personally, I, st- I still am taking him in the range that I have him listed at like six. But if somebody put him as high as three or four, I'd be like, I mean, I get it. The man's a monster. He's not relying on his athleticism for his points. He's clearly a point machine. He's tied to Matt Stafford. They're on a Super Bowl contending roster. And there's not a whole lot to dislike besides his age. But, I mean, I don't think that's going to matter a whole lot for Cooper Cup. So 
I, I think I'm I think I'm with Simon on this one. I think I'm gonna I think Zach Wilson also being somebody that I think is maybe undervalued and Derek Carr being somebody that I think is probably valued correctly. Um I think there's a little I think there's more upside for Zach Wilson because he is so young and because we know what Derek Carr is gonna do for the next four years. We don't really know what Zach Wilson's gonna do. So give me the upside there and then give me the proven elite fantasy production in Cooper Cup. What do you think, Nathan? Well, just thinking about this trade and, and when we were talking about it, I, I was trying to think, like, how would how would the Dynasty community in general really uh, consider this trade? Like, like, what side would they take? And I think this kind of really comes down to how highly we value Darnell Mooney compared to the rest of the Dynasty community. And I think if we valued Mooney um, as low as most people do, I think it's no question. Um, but the reason this was even a question is mainly because of Mooney. And if you're looking at his situation in Chicago, it's actually really pretty ideal for him in, in fantasy um, and the numbers that he's going to likely be putting up with fields. And then on top of that, you're also looking at the upside of Elijah Mitchell. And then, oh yeah, big news, Debo requested a trade. So Elijah Mitchell's really the only guy in the backfield that's going to be getting those carries with obviously Trey Lance potentially starting but again if you take if you put those things aside you're you're probably definitely taking the Cooper Cup and Zach Wilson trade and I think you're right um I I probably if I'm win now I'm going Cup and Zach Wilson but you know what I I'm actually I don't I don't know if I'm taking team two I'm split here talking about it because the upside of Mooney in fantasy, I think going into this year is pretty high. I I think he could surprise some. Well, they don't, and it's not like he didn't do a lot this past season already. No, like and they don't was, have they don't have anybody else there. Right. That's exactly. what. That's it's the same reason Cole Komet's stock is is exactly. it, or should be higher than it is is because who's gonna? I mean, like I said, Byron Pringle's not gonna make a splash right. in that receiving core. Yeah. Granted, I do not see Justin Fields having the passing volume that, that yeah, there, other quarterbacks are gonna yeah, have. Yeah, Chicago's gonna, not an offensive juggernaut like the Rams are so but yeah I mean it, that's another it's that that yields the same result for David Montgomery though being on that Bears offense like you know he could end up getting a lot of production because you know if they don't go pass first which I don't think they will and Justin Fields it just it really does depend on how much Justin Fields steps into his own but I think I think everybody on that Chicago Bears offense is, is an interesting question mark right now trending in the right direction because they just don't have enough playmakers so by default those who actually are talented enough to make plays and score for their team are either going to do so or they're just going to suck again, which I that's a possibility. Uh, they obviously could suck yeah. again. But I think it's a very realistic possibility that somebody like Darna Mooney takes a ton of these red zone targets and takes a ton of this production and target share and then just runs with it. Because he's got he obviously has the ability. And a big thing last year was Allen Robinson there. And, and you know, although he didn't do anything, it was always just kind of like Allen Robinson's there and they're just not getting him the ball. They've got that monkey off their back now. Like, uh, there's not a lot preventing Darnell Mooney from from breaking out other than right. is is nice. Right. Nice. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, other than is Darnell Mooney, you know, that elite talent and that elite wide receiver that maybe he could be, which is I think that's still a question mark. Yeah. But you're right, upside wise, value wise, if you're looking at upside, why not take a chance on Darnell Mooney? So I definitely right. I definitely see that side. Yeah, because because today, I mean today the the big winner of this trade is the Cup Wilson side. I mean that's yeah, abso- the more absolutely. value and yeah. one having a more valuable player in Cooper Cup is is 
is better value-wise than having Mooney and Mitchell, who neither of them are wide receiver ones or RB ones. Correct. And then Derek Carr is the same as Zach Wilson. So from a value perspective, if, if you're just looking at looking at it from that angle, then it's obviously Cup Wilson. But you got to look at team situation. you got to look at other things. And um, this is a good good one to scratch your head on and or scratch, scratch your head about. But I – yeah. Yeah, I, I – <laughs> yeah you just don't know do you I, you can't you can't do it ah it's all right this don't, is a no, this is a type of trade where i would yourself. sit on for like five days literally thinking about the entire time and then the person on the other side would get really annoyed because you sat on it for five days yeah yeah, yeah. Welcome, i mean welcome to be part of being part of a league there there are three big question marks in the trade and and that's how does zach wilson turn out how does elijah mitchell do not without having the draft capital and how's darnell mooney do on a pretty rough offense and Honestly, if, if any of those players bust or take off, that's kind of how you see the trade so landing. I guess I guess the deal with correct me or or tell me if I'm right or wrong about this is the deal with Elijah Mitchell that they just don't know how that offense is going to be dynamically because of Trey Lance. Because honestly, like, I, oh yeah, he's a good running back. Well, but, but, but not only that, well, he not only did he look good last year, but but I think the. I think the carries will be there. I think he's going to be their running back one, and I'm not sure he's going to have a bunch of competition for it. But we have yeah. him. We just we have him ranked below guys. You know, Aaron Jones, Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, guys that while I value them close to the same, like number one, I don't see them. Elijah Mitchell's younger than most of those guys, first of all. But second of all, if Elijah Mitchell is as good as he is as he was last year, and I just I think Elijah Mitchell, with as young as he is, I think he could easily jump these guys. I yeah. just I, I just it kind of makes me wonder why a how old is he twenty three Yeah, he's about to turn twenty four. It kind of makes me wonder. Yeah, that's a little bit older than I'd like, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, he's only in his I'm second. St- season. I'm still wondering the question like why is Elijah Mitchell in the tw- in the mid twenties in our in any rankings? Yes, we have him. I think higher than. Than other people, yeah, yeah, and uh, we do. Well, I mean, well, you wouldn't, you would not be surprised to see Elijah Mitchell jump Aaron Jones and Fournette and Elliott and Acres this year, would you? Would that's, no, would, that's, would I be surprised? No, no. Yeah. but I mean, there are, there are three red flags, I guess you could say, with Elijah Mitchell, and I don't want to go on about this too long, but he was a sixth round pick last year. And there's a reason the NFL had him go slipping that far. You know, there is a reason for it. Uh, his BMI is only 28.8, and BMI is something that with wide receivers we don't really care about. With running backs, it kind of tells to their durability a little bit, and we already um, saw Elijah Mitchell get hurt a couple times last year, and he will be 24 in just under two months, I think, uh, you know, somewhere in there. Um, other than that, you know, we'll see. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think Elijah, I think actually that side of the trade will be interesting to see how it pans out because I would not be surprised in a year if. I would not be surprised in any year if that was the side to take because if both of them break yeah. out, then that is the side to take. Yes, right. agreed. So, all right, uh, let's get into our rookie content. So, are you or are you not pumped that it is NFL Draft Week? I'm so Literally excited. so pumped. Like, not only have we been, you know, trying to cope with the fact that we don't have football right now, we, we have literally we, created a podcast, and we are ranking players on an Excel sheet because we have no lives and we have no entertainment right now. We have the USFL. That is right. such a wonderful point, Nathan. <laughs> Did you I, watch I guess, a single game? I guess game? I forgot about that. <laughs> it was a joke. Yeah. I was just and saying. It, I, I know. I'm just. I know. 
Thursday night is the NFL draft, and I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I wish yeah. I could watch it. So uh, a couple, I want to go through and make a couple of, if you guys have any, you can chime in, but a draft night prediction for me. Um, number one, and this should be obvious to people, but it never is because people put so much stock in what in what the ADP values are or the mock ADP values are for these rookies before they have their landing spots. Thursday is going to shake everything up. Absolutely, like it's gonna. You think you if you think that how we say this mock draft goes that we did, or how you have seen mock draft goes, if you think that's indicative at all of exactly how things will fall after the draft, you're nuts. Because I can tell you what or I can tell you. I mean, I can tell you right now. Players are gonna go to teams. People are gonna freak out about players going to teams. Yep. Dynasty media is gonna freak out about players going to teams, and uh-huh. everything is gonna shift. So if you're doing your rookie your rookie drafts after the NFL draft, which is pretty standard, I would prepare to have some hot board changes on your end because Thursday's gonna shake everything up. I think, um, and honestly, it always does. I and and I think the biggest is my other prediction. My other prediction for Thursday night. I think the quarterbacks in this class are going to end up shaking things up because everybody wants to crap on the quarterbacks in this class. And while they're not the strongest or deepest quarterback class that I have seen, I do think there are more than a few of them that have first-round grades by NFL clubs. And if they end up going in the first round, they then have the draft capital to actually make a difference in a dynasty league, potentially. It all does depend on, number one, where they land. Number two, if they are a backup or they're going to be a backup, are they behind a guy where you could see them eventually taking that spot? There are there are more teams like that than there are straight up without a quarterback right now. But I do think the quarterbacks are going to be the ones to shake things up come Thursday night. Do you guys have any anything, any predictions for Thursday night? Anything how you think it's going to go? Things that you think are going to change between now and then? Yeah, um, obviously, as we all know, this is the craziest offseason that's uh, ever occurred in the history of the NFL. Might get crazy Thursday. trades, free agency, who's to say that it won't happen again on Thursday? Yeah, I want to see some big um, in-draft trades. Hashtag Debo to the Colts. <laughs> Ayo, that's what we're <laughs> keeping our fingers crossed for. We'll do it. Um, but I, I'm, all, I'm honestly kind of just expecting it to happen. I'm I'm expecting oh, to yeah, just it's be shocked happen. so that I'm not shocked and then it's just it's still gonna be shocking. But I'm gonna be like, ah because Wait, can you make that sound again? No. Uh but Well, and we're gonna be shocked at a concert because the three of us are going to a concert yes. on Thursday night during the yes. draft. It's gonna be like Are we are we not just are we are we not dynasty amateurs or what like skip and draft night for a concert <laughs> to be fair we did not know it was draft night when we scheduled because no, no, there were we two nights not. for this concert and we could have gone to the friday Correct. night one except yeah um yeah, thursday night will be better. simon you got anything well i wasn't done uh, oh pause, I had a, uh, pause. I, dude i'm not gonna give you six years to all right go ahead okay thank you um i also think that the wide receiver board is going to change significantly when it comes to dynasty ADP value because we're looking at um, a, a lot of the top receivers right now are Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Traylon um, Burks, Traylon Burks, etc. And those are the guys that you're kind of expecting to go like after or around the 10th pick, but before the back end, like like anywhere from 10 to 20. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm expecting Traylon Burks to go lower than that lower mm-hmm. yeah i actually yeah. yeah i would expect that too i was thinking yep. about garrett wilson and drake london specifically yes you're right and then jameson williams jameson williams yes talk about Jay but think about the guys that are going to be going in the 25 to 32 range that are going to be going to those stacked Con- contenders teams going on contender teams 
teams like Kansas City and mm-hmm. Green Bay oh, specifically, whatever wide receivers end up going there, guys are going to get the community, the dynasty community is going to get dang hype on those guys because the wide receiver cores or the wide receiver rooms they have on those teams right now are um, less than ideal. I would say. I think the and I think the Colts fall into that conversation. I think the Packers fall yeah. into that conversation. I mean, I yeah. think there are a lot of teams right now that are in that they have a, a at least a hope of a Super Bowl window and a wide receiver would make a big difference for them. Yeah. So it yeah, will be so interesting to see. Get get ready to see some wide receiver changes. Am I allowed to ask Simon what he thinks now? Yeah. Yeah. Simon, what do you think? Uh if I were to make one bet that would go against the dynasty ADP right now, I would say I could see Kenneth Walker going before Brees Hall in the NFL draft. Whoa. Actually, you know what? I think I agree with you. Wow. Really? Yep. That's surprising. Yep. Well I'm not I'm not I'm not that high on Brees Hall. Yeah. But but it's it's this is not the NFL. This is Dynasty. So yes. whether or not he's gonna have Kenneth Walker will be a better dynasty running back than Brees Hall, the jury is obviously still out. Yeah, of yeah. I'm not taking that yet. But do I think there's a potential that Ken Walker get drafted above Brees Hall? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely a possibility. Yep. I mean, you guys don't think that. Uh, I mean, by dynasty ADP standards, you don't think that Jamison Williams will get drafted before Traylon Burks. But I'll tell you right now, Jamison Williams is going to get drafted before Traylon Burks Thursday night. I really hope you're right. I, yeah. I, I'm almost. Yes. I'm almost I mean, certain. I'm almost I certain. completely agree. I'm almost certain. Of yes. That. Yeah. For, based on what I've seen about NFL clubs, so we're going to get into this. I, I won't decide. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually agree with you. Yes, I think, and, and I, think that's I a, want Brees Hall prediction. in Dynasty, but on an NFL team, I'm stoked to get Kenneth Walker because he's... Yeah, and then outside of those two, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this running back? Class? Yeah. So that yeah. will be interesting too. So uh, I want to preface this by saying a couple things. Number one, we are not NFL scouts. And honestly, guys like Dynasty Nerds, they're not NFL scouts either. Uh, your favorite YouTube channel, your favorite podcast that you listen to, it's, that's not this one. Your, your second favorites, they are not NFL scouts. And honestly, if you're not an NFL scout, you're going to be fairly hit and miss on whether or not a prospect will be dynasty elite. At least. More like a hit, miss, miss, miss. Hit and miss and miss and miss. Yeah. So honestly, I think the best way to go about this, I do think that the rookie mock draft is, or rookie draft, sorry, is a lot more of a lottery than like a startup. It, and I don't think that's a hot take either because you don't know what these guys are going to, how their how their on-field play is going to translate. Um, and there's just so much, so many question marks with a guy coming into the league. That, and, and I just think for people or for, for, you know, dynasty analysts to say, okay, we have this figured out. This guy checks the boxes and he's going to be, well, they're wrong about those guys sometimes. And, I, so, so I would form your own opinions. Uh, I wouldn't put too much stock in what anybody says, including us. However, the difference is we're not going to stuff you full of bullcrap because we're not going to act like we know what we're talking about when in reality we're having gut feelings about guys. We can say that we like their film. We can say we like blah, blah, blah. But in the end, this is opinion. We're not NFL scouts. So take what we say and use it how you want. But if you have a crappy rookie draft, don't blame us because I warned you that we are not that smart. Yeah, and on top of this, this is a this is a pre-NFL draft mock analysis that we're doing. So we're talking about guys before they even go in the draft. We're talking about ideal landing spots and, and where we think they might go. Yep. And we're this is more just informing you about the details of the players 
and where they're that, falling right the, now. Where they're falling and, yes. and what we think you should know about them, their size, their yeah, college, their important information, uh, their statistics. And, but we're not gonna. And we'll give you what we think about them, but yes. we're not. That's not gospel. And we don't know. How, we don't know how to tell. That's just that's. I, yeah, I think you put. It, I think you put it nice. That's yeah. we don't know. So, with that being said, we're going to get into this. We did do a four round mock. Oh, did we not finish this four round mock draft? No, a couple people left, so we got nice. through four eight. Well, yeah. Okay, so it's four like eight. A, it's is like fine. It's a, we don't need to go yeah. four. It's like a three. Yeah, I don't even know if we'll get to. We'll see where we. We'll see where we get, we'll see where we'll see where we get, we get to. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's kick this off. Um, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go. We'll each we'll rotate. So um, you'll have the first pick. I'll have the second, and then Nathan will have the third. And we'll just keep kind of switching off and talking about these players. Um, again, we're not gonna tell you anything you don't know. Which are you guys using pr- player profiler for your stuff right now? Yes, yes yeah. sir. I think that's what I'm gonna use too, just so we have um, some consistent, um, some consistent data here. So yeah, if All you right. ever need some. Uh pretty accurate statistics that are um, very insightful um, go go to play, playerprofiler.com it's a pretty yep, and pretty not, solid website and, and that's so not a sponsorship either it's not like, a sponsorship we just, we just like their we, just we just like, like their it. stuff yeah. so all right so i think you're up first simon because at the 101 and by the way we're going to shout out some people in our leagues yeah. and, and we're probably not going to say your usernames right but this but you can go ahead with number 1 say who picked it and say who he picked yeah, I, th- I think I would say his name AZ, and he's in one of my leagues. So we sent out this rookie mock to just a bunch of our leagues, whoever wants to join. It'll be on the podcast, so on and so forth. He picked Brees Hall, no surprise, at the 101. And um, that's th- the consensus right now, and it has been for a while. You know, we all know Brees Hall, beast running back out of Iowa State, which is in the Big 12. There's um, there's some decent college football in the Big 12, but he had... Uh, yeah, decent. Yeah, he had a 40, 44% college dominator rating, which is 95th percentile. He was upper 90s, you know, in all of his workout metrics at the Combine. So uh, a freak athlete, you know, his his BMI is over 30, which is something we like to see in our prospects. He had a decent college target share. It was over 10%. And um, really, he, he checks all the boxes we're wanting to see in our running backs and yeah, he's he's the consensus 101, and there's no surprise with it. And, you know, value-wise, we'll tell you value-wise, Brees Hall has the most value out of any rookie right now. Easily. That, that So then moving, you're, I'm assuming that's all you have to say about Brees Hall. Yep. We're not going to spend yeah, a whole just, lot of time on we're this. We're just giving so. you a brief, o- uh, brief uh, What's your ideal landing spot for Brees Hall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Well, I think the one I've seen a lot of buzz about is Buffalo? the Buffalo Bills yep. at, at pick 25. I don't think that's ideal. I don't either. I don't understand why people are saying that. I mean, Sorry, I totally interrupted you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but you might agree. You're a Josh Allen stand. No, I, I do. I I think that's a higher-powered offense. The other the other ones you would want to see him jumping into to score points are like uh, Tampa Bay, who has a running back. The Chiefs, who hasn't who haven't really been successful with their running backs. They yeah. already have. And, and the and Bills, the, the Ravens, good, yeah. they have a running back. Yeah. And so I, I think the Bills, and people are going to say he has to compete with Josh Allen at the goal line, but I think it would be good for both of them in the long run. Would you rather Brees Hall go to the Bills or the Texans? That's Probably good. the Bills. Yeah. And, I, I'd and, agree. And why? It's, it's a better team. It's a better it's just a better, it's a better organization. Yeah. So now, now Arian Foster 
I was going to say. Arian Foster so was... So my... my that I, is a good point. I would probably I would probably pick the Bills, but at the same time, I'm going to be close to split on that because I do think he's going to get more carries yes. on the Texans. Oh, I agree. He, he will be, be most of their offense. Yes, in yes. Houston, his life. So if, well, I'm, no, I agree. if I'm contending and, I'm, and I have Brees Hall, I'd probably want him to go to the Texans. Yes. If I'm taking Brees Hall and I'm trying to keep him for a long time and I want him to last, I'm probably going to want him to go to the Bills. That's a good clarifying question because what do you want for longevity versus immediate production? Right, yeah. Uh, I think... The Texans or the Falcons are the ones that come to mind immediately where he's going to jump in and take and every single back, carry yeah. and he's going to be their, even their main offensive weapon. And the Texans are just the one team I think about and like, okay, they do not have a running back. Like, they just don't. And Marlon Mack is, is a decent buy, but if they draft somebody, which I would not be surprised if they did, uh, we'll watch out for that. I don't so. think they would draft Brees Hall, though, because if, if you're going to build the not. right way, why are you taking an early second yeah. on a running back. You're probably of, correct. Yes, there you go. Can I touch on one thing real quick? Sure. sure. Um, so with the 23rd pick in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals have that pick. Is there a world where Arizona takes Brees Hall, and would you like that? Is there a world? Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. a world. I think there's a greater team need for wide receivers, and, though. There is, not, and not only that, they've, they've invested a little bit of free agency money into the running back position already, and there's a greater James team Connor. need at, at Yeah, and there's a greater... They And I think they're... I think they're yeah, it's possible, but I don't think they do that. And I honestly think Brees Hall doesn't go that high. I think Brees Hall is going to go more in the late first at the best. Yes, the, I agree. Most likely okay. second round. NFL okay. teams have learned to just take running backs in the second round because there's better longevity in yep. other players who are going to make a bigger impact. Just that's the harsh truth. That, yeah. that, that is Seattle's the Seattle's got back to back 40 41. Could be another landing that's spot. Pot, as and well. The Colts are at 42, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And they obviously won't They're take They won't take a running back there. <laughs> no. But interesting that they have both those picks because their backfield is always interesting too they always just seem to have six or seven guys like yes. how did you get this Seattle. many running backs that contribute yeah yeah like dj right. dallas like and and yeah they and haven't really alex had, collins i mean outside yeah. of chris carson and since, chris carson since marshawn was there they've i know it's like they just decided to split it up that into, could be a nice i actually might like that place that would be a good running back spot mm-hmm. i think for fantasy i would love that interesting to see how pete carroll runs that offense though with the primary back like that although marshawn yep. when marshawn was there marshawn was a beast and he was a fantasy beast exactly so yeah that's interesting so, you're right it might be a good that might be an underrated running back landing yep. spot yep. at the 102 it actually this guy who selected his name is a huffman 25 that would be me i actually had the 102 in this rookie mock draft i don't even think you nathan you didn't even do this rookie mock draft no. because simon and i are like texting nathan like yeah, yeah get in get in and nathan <laughs> doesn't check his date phone night. Yeah, it's date, <laughs> no, i'm hanging out with, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend and I'm like okay oh my god so i jumped in at the 102 here and i took malik willis um I'll clarify something for you real quick. Not that any of you care or probably care to agree with me, but that's what this is. Yes, Brees Hall has the most value. He has the most dynasty value. So at the 101, yeah, we had this discussion earlier, probably taking Brees Hall due to value, and that's okay. However, if you're asking me which one I'd rather have, I would rather have Malik Willis. I would rather have Malik Willis than Brees Hall. So what that means for me is if I have the 101... I'm likely to try to trade down to the 102 and get something on top of it and just take Malik Willis. Number one, he's a quarterback. Obviously, you know, coming out of Liberty, there's some question marks there because what level of football is he actually playing? But I'm not exactly sure that matters a whole lot. Not sold on that, especially as high as Trey Lance would go. His combine was fine. His combine was fine. Um, Yeah, Trey Lance is a good example. His combine was fine, but if you looked at his pro day, 
some of the throws this guy was making at his pro day were just otherworldly. I mean, the the guy can run. He has a he has good rushing potential for an incoming NFL quarterback, but he has a killer arm. Yeah, that's a great point. He killed it on his scripted throws. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing else to go off. Of. He, he obviously was good during college, but I, I, I think I don't know. You didn't look at you didn't look at his. No, no, I'm joking. I, I, I was day. impressed by his pro day. Yeah, I thought imp- it was. He was. Impressive. I thought it was impressive. No, I, I did too. Jerk. I agree. Anyways, six one two nineteen. So the size is obviously there. He's not overly short. He's not a, a Russell Wilson. Wherever he's going to complain about his height. Uh, his hand size is nine and a half inches. So he's definitely not a Kenny that Pickett is a type. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. He is twenty two point nine years old. So we'll call that twenty three. <laughs> Man, years Simon's old. being mean right now. I know. Oof. <laughs> We'll call it 23 years old. Uh, last season at Liberty, uh, he had 339 pass attempts for 2,800 yards. That would register for like 8.4 yards per attempt. 61% completion percentage, which was down for him. But you have to remember, the man is playing at Liberty University. He was at Auburn. He transferred to Liberty after his sophomore year. So as far as the weapons that are around him, I think they had one solid receiver. But I'm not. when I say solid receiver, I'm talking about a guy that might get drafted. So that not weapons wise, you're not talking about a ton, but he did have 27 passing touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Here's a big one. He had 900 rushing yards. Yeah, that, that is huge. That's big. Yes. Because if you're talking about a guy with this much arm talent that can also run the ball at that efficiency rate. Yep. That is fairly attractive, especially in a dynasty setting. All right. You're talking about, um, you you know, those guys that, you know, that are, that can win games with their legs like Lamar and like Kyler Murray. If he can have the passing accuracy of one of those guys and the arm of one of those guys, which on the surface, it appears that he has the arm to compete in the NFL. And if that happens, then I could easily see Malik Willis being the best prospect to come out of this class. And he's a quarterback, so in a super flex league, quarterbacks are going to be more valuable anyways. So right. um, that's kind of my two cents on Malik Willis there, and that's why I took him. Like I said, I'd rather have him than Brees Hall, but Brees Hall has more value, so I get why he's going at the 102. All right, Nathan, you're up. All right, with the third pick in this mock draft, uh, we have Goma Juice, who is uh, one of the nine, one of the original nine. He was uh, in our our first league that we started up as a dynasty domain. He took Drake London. So Drake London, I I don't know if I've heard um, just so many differing opinions on this guy, but let let's go through just hit, let let's go through him as a player. So he he's he's from USC. He's six four. 213 pounds and he is 20 years old well he's going to be 21 uh starting in the regular season he played three years at usc and he he put up some solid numbers as a freshman but really his best season uh was his this past season with 88 receptions for over a thousand yards and I think what uh, people are most attracted to in with this guy is his one his size, his athleticism, and then the fact that he played with Michael Pittman and Amon Ross St. Brown and was still able to put up 567 receiving yards and five touchdowns in the year that all three of them were there. This is the same year that Michael Pittman was a senior. Um, so just seeing the success in fantasy that we that we've seen so far. Um, with Pittman and Amon Ra, I think is part of the reason people are so attracted to Drake London. Um, yeah, so I just want to know what you guys think about that specifically. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, 
I think a lot of people, on the contrary, will use this and say, oh, you know, with Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman was on the field with Amon Ross St. Brown, and he let Drake London as a freshman. Drake London was a freshman, right? Yes, yes. he was a freshman. He, he let Drake London as a freshman come in and say, like, oh, that means Michael Pittman's bad. And some people will say, oh, this means Drake London is great. Some people use those arguments together, and that doesn't really make any sense. Like, I think both things can be, I think both things can be true. I think Michael Pittman is a solid receiver, and I think it says a lot about Drake London that he was able to get on the field with a senior Michael Pittman and Amon Ross St. Brown, who was a junior at the time. Yeah. And he was able to produce. I, I don't think you have to short Pittman because of this. I think you can say, nah. I think you can say that this nah. is more about Drake London, and that's the appeal that people are seeing with Drake London. You guys agree with that? Yeah, Drake London was 18. That That's the thing. That is so old. impressive to come straight out of high school and do that. Um, yeah, let it be about Drake London. Don't let it be about Michael Pittman. Like, that's just what I don't get with people. Yeah. It's 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 always got to be one or the other. Or it's both and whatever. His production this year was insane. And, yeah, uh, he, he did fine. I see why he's valued so highly. He has a massive ceiling. And, and um, you know, there might be some injury concerns or something along that line. But, I mean, look at A.J. Brown. He's he's had these similar injuries that aren't, you know, big knee injuries or anything like that that right. have kept him off the field anyways, but we're not really as worried. It's true. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I do like Drake London. I think he's he's my wide receiver, too, in this class. Not not three. Um, Interesting. You have uh, Garrett Wilson. So, you have Garrett Wilson, London, and then Burks. Yes. Yeah. I, I think... No. Mine's, mine's going to be interesting because mine's changed. Yeah. But. Uh, personally, just... The, the ideal landing spot that I have for London, and I think really for any receiver, um, is going to be a team like Atlanta. Is he going to go that high up at, at the 108 in the NFL draft? I don't know. But don't from a fantasy so. perspective, if he goes to Atlanta, that's great. From a fantasy perspective, if he goes to Houston, that's great. From a fantasy perspective, if he goes to Washington, which is where a lot of people project he'll be going, that's for me, is not so great. Yes, their wide receiver core is less than ideal, but compared to Atlanta or Houston, if you gave me the option of those three, which one are you picking? Atlanta or Houston? And Washington's probably your third option. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want any fantasy player in Washington. That's just how it is. Period, yeah. So, Simon, what do you think? I think the best place for him to go, to have long-term upside and still have a chance this year, is New York, New York Jets. New York And uh, I think a lot of people were saying that huh. back a couple months ago, and it's kind of faded off. But I think he'd work really well there with Zach Wilson's play style, and he'd complement really well with uh, Elijah Moore. Hmm. How about it, Baltimore? Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. They need, they need that type of weapon. I think he could. I think yeah, he could. Yeah, I think, that's viable. I honestly think he could go anywhere between ten and twenty. I don't yeah. think it's out, I don't think it's outlandish to say he could fall to twenty, but it's unlikely. I have to admit it's unlikely. But yeah. I think another thing, you know, looking at this tier of wide receivers, which that's the the first tier with London, Wilson, Burks, and Williams, and you kind of touched on this, Simon was was durability. Drake Linden, he did have some he did have some injury issues in college. You know, couldn't exactly stay on the field the whole time. Uh, so because I value a lot of these guys so closely, I'm looking at the durability thing, and it may be a deciding deciding factor. For me, now that's just opinion. Yeah. But at the same time, no, I'm looking I, at the other, I'm looking at the other three, and yep. I, I'm liking their ability to stay on the field a little bit more. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's uh, let's talk about who went at the 104 here in this mock draft, and we got to speed this up because we've got a lot of ground to cover. But yeah, uh, Simon, we do. You're up yeah, here. that's a great point. Uh, Garrett Wilson went at the 104, and like I just said, he's my wide receiver one in this class. But he was a beast at Ohio State out of the Big Ten. He's got 32 inch long arms, which is great he's uh not even 22 yet 30 percent college dominator rating uh 26 target share 
in college at Ohio State with a lot of other really good receivers there. He played with Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, um, and Jigba. Jigba. Yep. Uh, did I already say Jamison Williams last year? Yeah, it's I mean, he, crazy. With all four of those on the team, he had a 28% target share last year. So he's good. He can produce with that. He, he's the wide receiver one. I think he's the dynasty domain wide receiver one in yes. this class. Yes. Yes. I think we all agree with that. Yep. So It's really good. So, and, so uh, personally, we're not taking Drake London at the 103, but that's just how it was sorted out in this, yeah. and that's just opinion. So Absolutely see that being yeah. the, the results for a lot of mock drafts. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So. And uh, I love to see Garrett Wilson going to a team like the Chargers because ah. you know, oh, I mean, you put him with an elite quarterback, like exactly. Dude, if Garrett Wilson, if Garrett Wilson went to the Chargers, I would drool. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And of course, we could say that about all these receivers. Like, oh yeah, put them with an elite quarterback. But I think they're they're a team who legitimately hasn't you know a, an opening for a wide receiver to come in. Their their weapons are aging, and they could use some youth in that room. I think Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams to the Chargers is my favorite like yes. potential landing spot for any Completely of these players. Agree. Like that would that makes me just want to cry that that would be so nice uh i i've got the 105 here uh made the pick made by our boy troy and uh he went ahead and picked Traylon burks this was a guy that was going top two only three or four months ago I mean, people were taking Traylon burks as the first pick in yep. dynasty mock drafts um as far as what happened number one Brees hall gained a bunch of value malik willis gained a bunch of value uh and then people started to realize and i think this is a correct evaluation that there's not as big a gap between these first four guys receiver wise as was previously thought and i think Traylon burks was getting a lot of debo comparisons i don't necessarily think that's fair i do think debo is um a little bit more one of a kind but at the same time i mean part of the reason that Traylon was getting Debo comparisons, was getting handoffs, and Debo was not getting, wherever he goes next, he's not going to get handoffs because that's part of the reason he's pissed off at the 49ers. So I, I'm not comparing him to Debo. Um, although size wise, I think he has it going on. He's 6'2, 224. So he's obviously his catch radius. I don't have a number on that, but man, the guy can catch a pass anywhere around him. It's kind and he of can insane. make a lot of stuff out of nothing. Yeah, he's he's got, you know. He's he's 22 years old. He just turned 22, so the age is good. If his landing spot turns out, I mean, the guy has the size and the hands. His hands are great. He has really great hands. I, that's just from me watching his film. That's what I think. His hands are great, and obviously his college production, he had 66 uh, receptions last year and 1,100 yards, a 29% target share with a 72% catch rate and 11 receiving touchdowns. So obviously, I don't think you can go wrong with selecting this guy, especially if he drops, especially if he drops to the like the 106 because at yeah. that point with the way Kenneth Walker's draft stock is trending that's possible I think that's a yes. very realistic possibility yeah. at this point where, where do you like him going Burks <sighs> in, in the NFL now that's somebody that I do think I would like on the Eagles really yeah yeah, I would be interesting to see how the Eagles. That's interesting because they don't have they don't have a big body wide receiver like that. Well, I think that I think that Drake he London. Well, but they don't have Drake London. That's I know. that's well, what if they I don't. I, they they because if they draft, they're going to draft one or the other. And I like and I would like London okay there too. I just personally like Burks more than London. So if I saw Burks on the Eagles, I think he could compliment Devonta Smith. I think he could compliment Devonta very well, but Devonta being that quicker, smaller receiver, if they had somebody that they had to worry about physically over the top, which, and you've seen Traylon Burks make some of these crazy catches. I think that's, I think I'd like him there. Other guy, other teams in that range. Like we said, we talked, I mean, the, the Ravens, the Saints, I think, might be in on a wide receiver, hmm. uh, so that might be interesting. Uh, the Chargers are always are always intriguing there at seventeen, but I just don't see them drafting Traylon Burks. I so. mean, 
I keep think, in mind any of these teams can trade up or down. That's true. I could. This uh, is what we're so excited for. I could see the Titans going for Traylon Burks. To be honest, oh, I just feel like that's a very AJ Brown type Ooh. receiver. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah they and lose the AJ Brown. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. You yeah. never know. Yeah, I don't. I don't Who know. I, I think I do. Th- I think my favorite landing spot would be somewhere somewhere like Philadelphia, where they don't have a true big body receiver yet, and that he yeah. he could go in and they could throw him passes. That I is mean, a, yes. So mm. that's just that's just off the top of my head, though. I, I haven't thought about it. Nathan, you're up with the next big. Cool. Uh, so I've got Kenneth Walker here at the 106. Um, who took him? A bot took him at the 106. And that means he left the draft. Yeah. Yep. So a bot. Though I think. Anyone in the right mind would be taking, at this point, anyone would be taking Kenneth Walker at the 106. I think that's very reasonable. Um, he is, he's a, he's a little guy. He's 5'9", um, 211 pounds, though he does have a BMI of 31.2. That's, yeah, that's, that's good. pretty solid. Uh, he's 21 and a half years old, so we, we like that age. He played three years in college, and, you know, nothing, didn't do anything really huge freshman or sophomore year at Wake Forest. Then he just went off in Michigan State this last year. Uh, 1,600 rushing yards, 19 total touchdowns, and good gracious, this guy, yeah. um, he he can play. And, and as, low so, as, as low as I am on the running back class this year, I do think this could be a classic case of, okay, you have a stud in college. Why is he not going to be good in the NFL? We did, this, we did this with guys like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was an incredible... One of a kind college running back, and everybody's like, "Well, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, though he's, I mean, he's going to the Chiefs, and he's pretty." Good. Yeah, yeah. So this I, is, I mean, people with Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, like yeah. Kenneth Walker, was that elite college running back and had elite production in an elite football conference. Are we overthinking this? No, no. Simon, go ahead. Oh no, I just I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I think for me personally, whereas I wouldn't love seeing Brees Hall on. A super strong offensive team like Buffalo. Um, I actually think I would like to see Kenneth Walker there. I think I think he could do better in a situation like that as opposed to Brees Hall. Just Maybe, yeah, and and this is I would I would prefer is, him there over Brees yeah, Hall. Yeah, and this is just piggybacking off of Simon's idea or his call and saying Kenneth Walker could actually go ahead of Brees Hall, and if that's the case then that's going to be the area where Kenneth Walker is going to fall, which means Brees Hall will more likely be going to Houston or Seattle in the 37 to 41 range. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Like uh, Kenneth Walker, I'm still still erring on the side more of I'm going to avoid most of these running backs in this class, including Brees Hall. I think... I just they scare me more. I think a receiver is a safer bet, especially in the first round in any year, but in a in a class this deep of receivers. Um, but at the same time, I think Kenneth Walker has as good a shot as Brees Hall to be an elite NFL running back. So at the one six, I'm definitely willing to take that chance. Yeah. So, all right, Simon. All right, one oh seven. Uh, one oh seven was picked by Grievebo, and he took Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Uh, the the quarterback the eight and a half incher. Yeah, the the quarterback with small hands out of Pittsburgh. He played five years in Pittsburgh, which is slightly concerning, you know, seeing it took him five years to really break out and have his elite production. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's other quarterbacks we've seen in the yeah. past that have done that. He he was, yeah, uh, he was a bit underwhelming those first four years, but his, but his fifth year he had 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions on 67% completion and um, 200 rushing yards on top Man. of that, which is... Man. It's all right. In in the ACC, 
Yeah. Um, so I, I don't hate it. I don't. I don't know how I feel about him as an NFL prospect. I don't see him going super early. You know, people used to say have him going to Pittsburgh. You know, have Pittsburgh trade up in the early first to get him. But I could see him going late. Late first, I could see a team like he the Falcons. But I don't know. If, but if he does go, ideally, but if he does go mid early first, that's going to bring up his fantasy stock. It will absolutely yeah. yes. But honestly, truly, I could see a team like the Falcons trading up to the late first to get him from one of those. That would be juicy. Yeah, I think somebody's going to do like that for, from, I think somebody will do that for Ritter too, which will be interesting. Yes. Yeah, I could see it. You know, there's teams that need quarterbacks. What the the Falcons, the Lions, the Panthers, whoever else. You know, the the Steelers. Those yeah. guys, that, yeah, Seahawks. Anyways, I could see him going to one of those teams, if not at their first pick in the late second or teens. I mean, in the late teens, trading up into the late first. All right, yeah. Um, at the 108, we've got our guy. Oh man, how do I say that? Ganja Gage. Uh huh. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm yeah. gonna go with it. Um, and he at the 108 took Jamison Williams. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll be straight up with you right up front. This is my favorite pick in this draft this is my favorite value pick in any draft right now Jamison Williams tore his ACL and it negatively affected his draft stock whether people think it did or not if you look at his numbers he clearly was being drafted lower if Jamison Williams had not torn his ACL where would we be valuing this guy he's 6'1 180 he has great hands he is just now he just turned 21 years old uh, and if you look at his stats at Alabama, playing at Alabama in the SEC, the best football conference, on the best football team, 15 games, 80 receptions, 1,572 receiving yards, aye, aye, aye. which is in 20 yards per reception, which, oh my gosh. That's crazy. 20% target share on Alabama. Yeah. And point, point of reference, Drake London only had 1,000. Exactly. And a 67%... Well, he only played eight games. Yes. Yeah. A 67% catch rate and 15 receiving touchdowns not to mention another 400 special teams yards which i doubt i think he's going to be good enough to where he won't do that in the nfl but it's it's clear that this guy can produce at a level that rivals any wide receiver in this class so if he ends up having the draft capital if he ends up having the draft capital that i think he's going to which is probably anywhere from 10 to 15 i'm telling you if this guy does not slide up in your draft, trade up to get him. He is going to be that good. Now, I, the one maybe concern I have with him um, is, you know, his freshman and sophomore year at Ohio State, he played four and six games um, and obviously didn't do super well there. Um, and I can't remember. Was that that was injury, right? Did he get injured both his years or did he just not see the oh, field? Oh, no, he just didn't really see the field. So there's not really, then there's not really an injury concern besides the ACL. And ACL, yeah. and guys, guys. ACLs are not nah. what they were. He nah. is ahead of schedule. He is going to be fine. Oh, why are we making a big deal about this? Go get Jamison <laughs> Williams in your draft. I'm telling yep. you. It's just yep. opinion, like I said. But I'll take the L on this one because I'm fairly confident that this is going to be an amazing value pick here. And for reference, I did not have this opinion three months ago, but I do now. Yep. I do still have Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver one in this class, but at two, give me Jamison Williams. Simon, is there a world where Garrett Wilson makes it to Green Bay at 22? Is there a world? Oh, my God. Gosh, hey, man! And what, or how much would that affect his ADP if he 
ended up in Green Bay. I think he would. Oh, Garrett Wilson? I don't know. He's Jamison Williams. Oh, Jamison Williams. Oh. No, I don't think Jamison Williams makes it that far. There's so? there's plenty of no. of uh, wide receiver needy teams just in yeah. the NFL at all, especially with the the bonus salary that wide receivers are getting nowadays. Yep. They want those rookie contracts yep. for those elite guys. Yep. Anyways, yeah, I, I get where you're going, though. That he'd be insane. I love, yeah. I love, love, love. Jameson Williams, there is a possibility, if Malik Willis does not turn out, if Brees Hall doesn't turn out like we think they're going to, there's a possibility Jameson Williams could end up being the best dynasty prospect that came out of this class from three years from now. I'm just telling you right now. He's got what it takes. So that's I like that pick at 108, and I do think he'll he'll move up a little bit once he finds his landing spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got the so, 109. Yeah, at the 109... Um, We'll, we'll shout out to the bot Jimmer here um, who picked Matt Corral auto pick. He, uh, Matt Corral's from Ole Miss. He played all four years of Ole Miss. And um, he, he's 6'2 and 212 12 pounds. Uh, he's got a hand size of nine inches and five eighths. So bigger than Kenny Pickett's. And he is 23 years old. So a bit on the older side, but for quarterbacks, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, Matt Corral, I, I legit think that if he had not gotten injured at the end of the season yes. in this bowl game, he yes. his ADP would be much higher. Yes, um, I think I think Matt Corral does deserve to be higher than Kenny Pickett. That's my opinion. I think Matt Corral is more of an NFL ready, NFL built quarterback than Kenny Pickett is. But that's just me. I yeah. do. I think I think you're right though. I absolutely agree with you. I don't understand yeah. why late season Simon. injuries affect people like that. So yeah. what do you think about Matt Simon. Corral, Simon? Thoughts. And ideal landing spot too. I'd love to hear that. Uh, I I do like Matt Corral. He's not the most polished quarterback from what I've seen. I mean, I didn't dive as deep into Matt know. Corral specifically as I wish had, I would have. Yeah, he had some good good completion percentage his junior and senior year 71 percent and sixty eight percent. I think as a whole, this is a very unpolished quarterback class. Yes, I think a lot yes. of these. I think Malik Willis is unpolished. I think Pickett is not super polished. I think I think Hal is more polished than people give him credit for, but but yeah, to your point, yeah, I think I think overall the 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 the, the polish rating as you yes. call it in this in this class yeah, is, yeah. is just down as a whole. There's not a bunch of polished guys. There's a bunch of you know we'll see how they do, guys. So, but yeah, anything else on Corral? Um, landing spot. I could um, see him Saints. Saints. There. Oh, um, there you I go. Think, I think the yep. Saints might I end up taking that. him, and he might end up yep. taking Jameis's job. There if he go. pans out, he will take Jameis. That's a that that's a team nice. where that's a team where they have a quarterback. But if that's a backup situation, that I would love, yeah. and I would take Matt Corral higher than six the, uh, two, the not too tall. Yeah, too tall. Twelve pounds. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and he has that, rushing upside. Nice. Yep. All right, uh, Simon, you're up. All right, at the one ten, we had. Papa Scora and Papa Scora took Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas A&M. So he was in the SEC. Remember when he was going top five? He was. A lot of people had him as their running back one over Brees Hall back in the day, like three or four months ago. Uh, there's a couple problems with Isaiah Spiller, namely his his speed. He has a 20th percentile 40-yard dash. You don't dash. have to be fast to be a running back, though. Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Tell us more of the stats yeah. here. I was, so, um, I was kidding. I, yeah, I, I know was you being were. sarcastic. Yeah, uh, he he was good in college though. He had an almost ten percent target share, but again, like I said, it's that speed. He has a four point six four pro day forty yard dash, and his BMI is also under thirty. Um, he did he produced really well at Texas A and M all three years as an eighteen year old. He almost had a thousand rushing yards, and he did he did pass 
a thousand his next two years. The problem that I see there is he never really grew. I mean, he had a thousand rushing yards, almost flat at last season, and then same thing this year with really no, no growth, no more production, nothing spectacular. And, but he seems to be a solid running back, and he can produce when given the opportunity. So we'll see. I think draft capital in the NFL will kind of uh, help us figure out what's going on there. And where do you guys think he will best fit in the NFL? I, I don't know about fit, team fit because, honestly, I'm not sure I see him coming in to be a starting running back from day one. Um, I don't think, number one, there aren't a ton of teams in need of like starting running backs. It's very popular for teams to go committee these days. So a lot of these teams without like clear-cut starting running backs are going committee, and they're doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think our I think the draft capital, I think you're right, it's going to be very indicative of how we're supposed to view him as a prospect, and I unfortunately think that his draft capital will end up being underwhelming. Um, I definitely think the two guys go before him. I think he has potential to slide a little bit more um like start around three yeah i think he'll be the yes. third running back yeah. taken it depends yeah. on when teams are willing but there will to definitely take be a big gap between Brees hall kenneth walker and then yeah. Yeah. yeah uh i think it depends on team need because he was good in the in college and i could see a team like the commanders taking a shot on him you know filling out their, sure. their and, the, and they draft bad too so who knows like <laughs> they could just end up taking him because they don't know what they're doing yeah, so. yeah. okay yeah i i actually for an ideal fantasy spot, I might be pretty attracted to seeing him go to the Jets with Michael Carter because yeah. you, I guess uh, as someone who plays fantasy, you kind of think, oh, the Jets are set with Michael Carter, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round, and, like, they don't have anyone yeah, just, outside I of that. But it, so You're right. It he could was, be a nice complimentary piece i don't he's he's not going to be at the level of kenneth walker you're right he was yeah michael Michael carter was drafted in the fourth round um i I just don't see them drafting another third or fourth round running back to yes to supplement nothing up already fourth round we'll have to see the nfl teams will know what they need and they'll they'll take the players they need hopefully yeah yeah i've got the 111 and this is my guy reckless but the e's are threes which is like totally rad and cool and stuff um reckless my man i love this pick i know he takes george pickens here with the 111 um, opinion. He pickens them. He pickens them. I, I, you know, if you're looking at, at Dotson, which spoiler is next in Alave, I'm putting Pickens behind those two guys. That's just me. Um, I do value them fairly similarly, and honestly, for me, people will say this that that his value wasn't skewed by his his game against Alabama, but I I do think it was a little bit. Um, he obviously size wise checks out fine, and you know, playing at Georgia. I think he's proven that he can play with the best of them in terms of playing at a high level, but he's 6'3", 200 pounds. Uh, he's only 21 years old, so that checks out. Uh, <clears throat> 18.9% college dominator rating, so that's something there. Uh, he, this year, didn't have that impressive of stats, but is this right? Yeah, he only played like one or two sl- snaps in a couple games. He had yeah. five receptions for 100 yards. before. That, so Wasn't I think, he injured? He was. Yes. He, he yeah. was. Yeah. He got injured in the in the college preseason. So to wrap yes. this up, that is a concern in itself. Um, while I think he has the tools to be what I think Dotson and Olave are likely to be. He, I thought ACLs weren't a big deal, Avery. Was it just an ACL? Yeah. Well, he only played. He also missed games in his previous two years too. Right. I don't think. Yep. I don't think it was all ACL. No, you're right. Um, but it. But I stand by that. It's if it was an ACL this year, I'm not worried about that from an injury standpoint. But what I am worried about is even when he was healthy the first two years before, you know, his he seven hundred and five hundred yards and 
while I'm not, you know, I do think he can perform on the level of what Alave and Dotson are, um, where they, where I think they'll end up performing. Uh, I just, I, I think he has to prove it still. I think he still does have to prove it a little bit, and that's why I'm tending to take him after those two guys. But obviously in this mm. mock draft, he fell before those two guys, and that's just how it went. So yeah. you've got the next pick, Nathan. And that's yeah, you like him at the – we all like him at the Colts, right? Pickens? Yeah. I'd rather have Dotson on the Colts. Uh, there's well, some, there's some other players I I think would fit our scheme better. But yeah, okay. I think you're right. Because yeah. Yeah, big body guy, you know, Michael Pittman's not small. Michael so Pittman plays big slot though. I think they need a yeah. I think they need yeah. a speed receiver because they can right. they can bring TY Hilton back as many times as they want, but let's be honest. TY's not going to bring that no. speed wide receiver presence that they yeah. need yeah. to stretch no. the field And like you know they who should. could replace TY Hilton? Jahan Dotson. Segway. I, literally every time I talk about Jahan Dotson, I can't help but just smile and get really excited Crush. because it, <laughs> Jahan Dotson this season, um it, it, he's like the Elijah Moore. Um, of, of this class for me like I like him that much and he's he's only 5'11 he's 181 pounds so he's definitely on the smaller side but you're not gonna find a guy in this class with better hands than Dotson he's like yeah, Elijah Moore but better true. and he, he literally is and gosh his target share at Penn State uh, was was 30% he had 91 receptions for 1100 yards almost 1200 um, and just you got to put this into perspective too. He was playing at Penn State, With a which bad is quarterback. not known for their quarterback play. In fact, <laughs> recently they've been known for how horrible their quarterback play has been. Yeah. And he's he's he has a catch rate of sixty two percent this past year. Um, he's his age is fine. He's twenty two years old. There's nothing about this guy that I don't like. People are gonna say the size, but we have seen a decent share of players that are smaller be successful in fantasy and in the NFL in general uh, uh, like w- with his size at, years, at the yeah. level especially in recent years so um <clears throat> I love I love Dotson I love me some Dotson I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking to get him anywhere he goes obviously Green Bay KC that would be awesome Indy would be Oh. All bias aside, Indy would be ridiculous. Like, yep. it, that would be. I think that's a realistic. I, I think landing that's. Spot for yeah, him. I. I think if they get Dotson too, I think that also means Hilton will be gone. That doesn't really mean anything in fantasy, but yeah, that's I mean, that's what I've at least said so. that they've had conversations. But the Colts' first pick is at forty-two, and I could definitely see Dotson yeah. falling. That's there. a valuable pick. He falls on that the, far. Really, I think he's too valuable in NFL terms. <sighs> don't. Kill I could my, see. Fingers him crossed. Being, let's hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, well, we'll move on though. So this is another player, Chris Olave, at the two hundred one, who's you know people have pointed out the the Jahan Dodson size, but Olave is only seven pounds and one inch larger. So you really, if you're going to say Dodson's too small, you, there's not much extra size with Chris Olave. Um, he was a pretty solid receiver at Ohio State over four years. I don't know why he stayed four years, but. Uh, ne- ne- never anything spectacular, but he was always really solid, r- hovered around the 800 yards range, good touchdown production, all that in the in the Big Ten. It's a big deal, especially with that, that especially wide receiver room in yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's really yeah. solid all around, to be honest, but 
I'm not sure how dominant he'll ever be on the NFL level. I see him being a really good possession wide receiver, though. It's um, like that X factor guy. It's a good yeah, you can it, at the two one. I think that's an amazing value. Yeah, no, because yeah. he's not gonna. I like, don't see uh, and, and, Olave and, and being. To be a honest bust. with you, like just from a guy who doesn't like investing investing a lot in upper round picks, but I'm looking at this two one spot, and if I'm getting the leftovers of whoever these fourteen guys are, like the only guy I wouldn't necessarily want to follow to me is Isaiah Spiller, but even then, he would be a good value there. So. Uh, out of these, for, I mean, the two one or the two two is a place where you could trade up for fairly cheap and end up getting a guy who has at least some NFL potential. So anything else on Chris Olave there? I've got the next pick, and it is Sam Howell at the two o two. Another guy, I, I I had Jameson Williams, and he's one of my favorites. Sam Howell, one of my favorite players in this draft. Uh, just opinion, I did see him throw in person at the NFL Combine this year in Indianapolis, and I was impressed. And yeah, what they are simulated throws, and there was very little to no defense. But I liked what I saw. And to be honest with you, there is a little bit of a story behind his um, college career. He is 6'1", 218, so that the size is not an issue. He's got big hands, and so he's passing the Kenny Pickett test there. He is 21 and a half years old. Um, so, you know, the age, he's very young. But if you look at his freshman year at North Carolina, I mean, my goodness. He had a, and he had a very, very good year. In 13 games, he had 3,600 passing yards and 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions at north carolina in the acc a 61 percent completion percentage which could be a little bit higher but it's not a huge concern the problem after his freshman year is if you look at the weapons that north carolina had the year that he was a freshman and he was balling out they were a lot better than this year for sure but even 2020 he he and he was able to maintain his success for the most part in 2020, 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. But he did see a, a, a slight production drop off this year. But the part of that was because everybody from North Carolina either went to the draft or they transferred. I mean, they, seriously, he he was left without a lot of weapons. And I think he's a perfectly capable quarterback. I think he has NFL potential and he has some upside. And at the 2-2, if I'm getting a quarterback like this there, I'm really happy with it. So, Nathan? Yeah, so at the uh, 203, uh, we've got Goma taking Christian Watson. This guy is a, a wide receiver prospect coming out of North Dakota State. So we're going to the uh, FCS. And he, I, I think, really, the the only thing he's got really going for him and the reason why he's kind of go gone up boards in Dynasty drafts is really because of his 40 time. Yeah. He, had a, he ran a 4.36, and he's he's a good size guy he's 6'4 208 but other than that there's not really much i have to say about this i do have a quick question about this guy is there anybody else you'd take here instead of christian watson yes who because i wonder if we're thinking the same person david bell simon no why simon's buying into the 40 times sky more no 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 i'm not at all um while christian watson is an insane athlete i think he's actually quite a smooth receiver i mean the only problem I'm seeing there is his drops because he had quite a big drop problem last year. But then this is me picking my poison between Christian Watson and his drops or David Bell just not being that dominant athlete. I don't ever see him being hmm. an elite fantasy producer. And Christian Watson does have that potential. And in the second round, I'm not really worried about a bust as much. I'll just shoot for the sky. I just, unless they're like a complete. Sky more? I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, unless they're just a complete total like domination player, like I can't look at Christian Watson and take him above David Bell just because number one, you're right. David Bell was you know grew up in my backyard, so I watched him play from a fairly young age in high school and then through college at Purdue. Um, but even just looking since since Christian Watson's not you know like I said that ultra dominant receiver being at North Dakota State there, um, 
he David Bell played in the Big Ten. He played at Purdue. Purdue had a couple solid seasons there, and honestly, without Rondell Moore there, David Bell, I thought had a had a, he had you know he obviously needed to stay on the field a little bit more, but he had a solid year. I I just I can't I get it. I Christian Watson is definitely the next receiver that I'd take after David Bell, but like if I'm looking at the two or three, I'm I think I'm taking David Bell. Just I think it's a safer pick. I think Christian Watson might have more upside than David. No, it is, you're right. David it's Bell. a safer pick. So yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. So who do who do we who do we got going here? R- after Rashad that? White. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he was out of Arizona State. I'm just going off the top of my head here. Uh, the problem was he doesn't really have that. Um, I don't know. Out of, out of high school, he ended up having to go to JUCO. He didn't have any Division One offers that he was interested in taking. And uh, that's not something you really like to see. You want to see them be that dominant running back from day one, uh, especially in college, which means he didn't have his breakout year until this last season when he was had in uh, 182 rush attempts. He passed 1,000 yards and had 16 total touchdowns with 43 receptions, which is very, very good. That's a 16% target share on his team. So there, there's some red flags there, and there's some there's some good signs, especially that target share. Um, but you just got to keep that in mind. This is the second round, though, and I think he's a, it's a really good pick at 2-4. Yeah, at the 2-5, I've got David Bell. Um, we Obviously, I just mentioned him, and I'd obviously like him here a little bit earlier, but he's 6-1, 2-10. Uh, he is just turned 21, so those are all uh, checking out as far as size-wise and age-wise. His breakout age was 19. It was his freshman season at Purdue where he went in as a freshman sharing um, targets with Rondell Moore, who was a stud at Purdue. Uh, and he had 1,000 receiving yards that year. He did have seven touchdowns and uh, 86 receptions. An eighty-six receptions is a good number. Ninety-three his his senior year. But honestly, with a quarterback, you know, I forget who Purdue's quarterback was in 19. I don't think it was... I don't think it was McConnell, but and McConnell was their quarterback this year. McConnell's a decent quarterback. He's not, you know, in the Big Ten, like Big Ten standards-wise, he's not an uh, – I don't think he's anything super special, He, but he is a solid quarterback, and he has some good numbers. Um, but for David Bell to do that his freshman year uh, with the thousands receiving yards, seven touchdowns, and then this year when he was able to be on the field for 11 games, he had 1,200, nearly 1,300 uh, receiving yards. He had 93 receptions. Uh, he had – six receiving touchdowns and a 69% catch rate. So that's obviously a really good catch rate there. Um, I just, I like David Bell coming out of the big 10 and I do think that he has some serious upside and I, I'll actually value wise. I like him at the two five. So Nathan. Yeah. So at the uh, two six, we've got sky Moore going, uh, coming from Western Michigan. He's uh, 21 years old, 20 or just over 21 and a half. Uh, he had 1,200 receiving yards, 94 targets, played all 12 games. He really, really had a significant uh, breakout compared to 2019 and 2020 where he really just was balling out this last season and has become a pretty solid wide receiver prospect um, in the NFL and Dynasty Fantasy Football alike. Uh, he ran a 4-4-1 40-yard dash. He's 5'10". He's and 191. His size is definitely not the best thing going for him, but um, I he he's grown on me as a prospect. Is does he have the upside of some of these other guys going up top? Not really, um, in my opinion. But if he gets a good landing spot in a good NFL team with a solid situation um, and a good quarterback that's going to get him the ball, then you know I don't think it's a bad choice to kind of you know, to invest in the guy once you see where his landing spot is here in the draft on Thursday. Yeah, excellent. And he's and, and everybody loves him because his name, right? Sky Moore. Because his name is cool. His two eyes. And he's one of the Moors. Yep. You know, you can't go wrong with Rondell, yep. Elijah. I'm not, lo- I'm, I don't, yeah. I'm not loving that one, but it, that's, it's the second round. So I, I like Sky Moore, I yeah. I don't really care. So, yeah, all right, yeah. Simon, you're up. 
Um, next is Brian Robinson, the running back out of Alabama. Obviously, he's an Alabama running back. He's going to get some attention. He was um, he sat for four years, played his fifth year in college. It was pretty decent. He had over 1,600 all-purpose yards last year, 16 total touchdowns, uh, five yards per carry, which is good in the SEC. He didn't have much receiving upside, though. He only had an 8% tar- uh, target share in college. But he's a he's a big running back. He's decently fast. He runs a four five three forty. And uh, out of Alabama, I guess he's he's worth taking a shot on, you know, as a running back late when and not a deep running back class. I don't hate it. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. So um, here at my pick, which is the two oh eight now, uh, I'm gonna have Justin Ross here from Clemson. I will admit, not a, not a guy that I've had super on my radar. Not a guy that I know a ton about. Um, he is, he's got good size though, six four two ten. Uh, he's just turned 22 and he played at Clemson. So obviously played on a good team, um, and in a good conference of football, looking at his numbers, he did have a thousand yards in his freshman year, which was his breakout age at age 19 and nine touchdowns. Um, he didn't get on the field his junior year. He, he was able to play 10 games, his senior year, and he had 500 receiving yards and three touchdowns. And to me, those numbers don't jump off the page. Uh, looking at, you know, looking at the options of who's, who's available and who's getting drafted behind these guys, I'm starting to get into the range where I think I think Desmond Ritter should have gone at this point, uh, and even I would consider start I would start to consider taking Dre McBride at some point because he is the top tight end prospect, yes. um, and he probably could be end up being a very very good NFL tight end, a very productive dynasty tight end. But uh, yeah, Justin Ross here, obviously, um, Ganja Gage had something he saw Justin Ross and he liked it there, so that's who he took. So Nathan, you're up. Yeah, I'm actually with you there on the McBride take, but again, at the 209, we've got Desmond Ritter going here, um, which is not not a bad pick, and uh, one of the guys that Avery thinks, and I actually kind of agree with, could end up going quite a bit higher here post-NFL draft. He's 6'3", 207 pounds, and got big hands. Uh, he's He really broke out this past season. Um in in Cincinnati with uh, over 3,000 passing yards and 30 touchdowns on a on a team. I mean, Cincinnati was well coached. They got they got into the college football yeah, playoff. They the were first, they were very well coached. She's um, a good coach. Power five conference team to do that. So it's a big deal for them. But definitely, just my personal opinion. I don't have a bunch of stats to back this up, but I did see my fair share of Desmond Ritter this past year. Yes, and I do think he is very capable. Yes. of um, he has the upside of having that upside in yep. the NFL in fantasy and for a team. Just in general so um yeah. that's that's my personal opinion look for look for him to go up in value a bit here and look for him to get drafted late first early second in the nfl draft do you think yeah. a lot of a lot of nfl gms are placing that higher grade on him so yes. it will be interesting to see how his uh, dynasty adp adjusts to that so simon you're up next all right next we have carson strong out of nevada and he's been someone who's kind of been under the radar and a lot of people really liked him coming into this whole draft process. He broke out at 21 in his sophomore season. Or Let me see. Was that might have, not, might have been his it was his junior season after playing his sophomore season. He really struggled. Um, but his junior year, he already had a 70 percent completion rate, 27 touchdowns, passing touchdowns and only four interceptions. And he really just upped that in his senior season, still with 70 percent completion, 36 touchdowns and eight interceptions and um, 4000 passing yards to go along with it. The problem was he had negative rushing yards, meaning he has no no rushing Literally upside zero at all. And just the zero. <laughs> He's a good pro-style running back uh, quarterback, yes. though. He's yes. really good at making adjustments at the line and reading defenses. And, um, yeah, I mean... I, yeah, I don't think he has much more draft capital than this. Though. I can't see him no. going higher than the, the, I the 210. No. He, and agreed. being a future 
like starting quarterback in the yeah, NFL for no. a long time. He, he's, nah. he, this is where nah. the cutoff is for me. Where like after some, a lot of these quarterbacks will gain value, but then there will be a huge section where there are no quarterbacks, and that's going to be yep. the end of Desmond Ritter and the start of Carson Strong. So I've got the next pick, and that is the two eleven, a guy who could, in, in, in my opinion, go a little bit earlier than this, and a guy who I am going to spend a minute talking about because he is our first tight end, uh, and that's Trey McBride. Uh, Trey McBride is six four two forty five, so he has the size as a tight end he uh played at colorado state so obviously you know out there in that conference it's not necessarily the highest level of competition it but at the same time if you look at his numbers that i mean for a tight end he had 1100 receiving yards this year a 34 percent target share he did only have one touchdown so it will be interesting he i think he will be the first tight end off the board in the nfl draft um you could also make that argument i in my opinion for Greg Dulcich. Um, I think he's an intriguing prospect for some, and even Weidermeyer, I guess, from Texas A&M. But I, I don't like Weidermeyer. I, I, I personally... Same. But but that's where they're ranking him a second right now. So, no. I know. Anyways, um, 90 receptions. So, in his senior year, you know, the receptions were there, the receiving yards were there. But I can, I can tell you this. This is a guy... This was probably our main scout at the Combine because the part that we were able to really, really get a good idea of watching in person was Trey McBride. And when you watched him up against the other 22 or 23 tight ends that were there that day, everything he did was just... Stood out. He stood out. He was so smooth. He has good hands. He runs clean routes. He has athleticism. He has size. He is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best tight end in this class. Uh, And I think at the 211... You know, taking a shot on what is the best tight end prospect in class, I think that is just an incredible value. I do expect yes. him to slide up a little bit more. It will be interesting to see which team he goes to. Um, off the top of my head, man, I don't know. Where would you like to see him go? I mean, <laughs> the e- Colts. I, well, not only that, <laughs> they, but they even like if he end. went to the Chargers or the Jaguars yeah. or somewhere like that. Yeah, like, or the Packers if they don't get Darren Waller. Yes, as uh, that came Cincinnati. Out. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I doubt I them less likely with them because they did sign a couple depth tight ends. Hunter Henry, or no, uh, Hunter Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, my bad. Yeah, Hunter Henry's a pat, but um, I mean, if you put him with a, a young, promising quarterback like Lawrence or Herbert, though, like I could absolutely see Trey, Trey McBride sliding up a little bit on draft board. Yeah. So I we love we love Trey McBride. Trey McBride's one of our favorite players in this class, I can tell you between the three of us. So yeah. all right, uh we're actually going to go ahead and this will be our last pick. We're going to finish up in the second round and and maybe touch on a couple important guys in the third, but we're obviously taking forever to talk about this. Yeah. So Nathan, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, so at the 212, uh Zamir White went here. He's a running back prospect from Georgia. Uh, he's six foot, two hundred and fourteen pounds. He's got a BMI of twenty nine, which we don't love. Uh, twenty two years old. He's going to be twenty three at the start of the season. There's just, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There's no running back past Rashad White that I'm even looking at in a rookie draft, and I'm not investing in. I'm going solely wide receiver, and then if Dolchich is still on the board in the third, fourth round, I'm going him. But, like, quarterback after Desmond Ritter, running back after Rashad White, I think that's really starting to be seen that this class in 2022 outside of wide receiver is just not – it's not the best class in the world. And I'm not gambling on a guy like Zamir White. I would much rather gamble on someone like Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolbert, Etc. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, just the upside of those guys, I think, is uh, yeah. much more promising than White. And he didn't. I mean, he never broke a thousand yards at Georgia. He was splitting time with James Cook, who's a, another guy that I would not be investing in, um, just because he's the brother of Dalvin Cook. So, right. Yeah, that, that's all I've got to say about White. I think we should 
Yeah, and I we think want, I, I think you no, know, yeah, and I don't think we'll go through the third and fourth round. Like I said, yeah. we've gone over time, but you know, a couple guys that caught my eye at the three four was John Matchy out of Alabama, um, but I I don't necessarily have a strong opinion on him at all. Uh, Damian Pierce out of Florida ended up going at the three ten. Yeah. He, he was high up there for a while, and honestly, at the three ten, you can get him for nothing. Might be worth going up and grab. I grabbed Greg Dulcich at the four two. I was really surprised he made it to me, uh, and then Jelani Woods also another tight end went at the four six, and those are and to me yes. once you get into the later rounds the tight ends are interesting. Tight ends are who you want to go for because now you're like at the second and third best in that position still because and while you're at the wide receivers or running backs you might be at the twelfth fifteenth best. Wow, we said that at the same time. That we was were, really cute. That was awesome, man. Yep. That just wow yeah. made made the whole <laughs> podcast right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think outside of that though, like nobody in the third or fourth round is catching my eye. Uh, we tell you that third round picks are worthless for a reason. So, yikes. yeah, yeah. Simon, are, is, yeah. With that being said, though, Simon, what are one of is there a guy that stands out to you uh, in these rounds? There are. There's three that right off the bat. Three. Let's hear um, Jalen Tolbert and Alec Pierce. You mentioned both of them. I think they're both really good, solid receivers. Especially Jalen Tolbert. He's one of those guys that had an early breakout. He was productive, and uh, even though he wasn't against great football teams he's still I think he's worth taking a shot on for sure and then the other guy is Kyron Williams who um, is a great three down running back to be honest and I think a lot of the reason he's so low is because of his 40 but I if we're gonna have he dropped yeah. in value I didn't even see him there that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. another guy yeah. so if we're gonna have Isaiah Spiller going at the 110 just because he runs the uh, a slow 40 and Kyron Williams is right there with him well I'm, t- I'm taking Kyron Williams over Zamir White I think like, yes so if I'm going to take a running back there at the 212, yeah, like I think I'll I, take Williams. I do actually like Kyron Williams. Um, there's some other running backs down there that are decent. I, I do like Kevin Harris a bit and, and Ty Chandler as well. But other than that, I, I agree with what you said about these running backs. I, I will lean three or four of these receivers over those guys. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, I like I said, I it, for a draft class that a lot of people just wrote off, I don't think it's necessarily worth just writing off. I think there are some studs in here. Now, this year they might be a little bit harder to find, and they might be less of a sure thing. They might be scattered. Uh, but at the same time, the depth of some of these positions, including wide receiver this year, are I think are something to take note of. And like we said, everything will change on Thursday. So uh, on the next episode, we are going to be talking, obviously, about how the NFL draft went down, how it shook things up, how it shook veteran values up, because you'll be surprised how much these veterans have value changes after this. I'm just, I'm warning you. You're going to be yep. surprised. Yep. So we'll talk about um, how, how you know, rookie values change, how rookie how rookie actual rookie drafts are, sh- are shaking out, uh, and how, how the NFL drafts, you know, I'm sure there will be big trades and stuff we're going to be analyzing, like you said. I think it's, it's going to be quite the day on Thursday. So uh, we are looking forward to watching that. We are looking forward to get back and talking with you i will plug our locals page we do have our rankings on there and the dynasty domain crbst which is our buy sell tool and we are very proud of it we do think it works extremely well and you can get that for only three dollars a month again that is three mcchickens yes a month. and don't forget our shorts that we're writing weekly yeah. which we just released this week so please Check those out. We've got a little, we've got a sample short for you actually on our website yep. for free at dynastydomain.com. Yeah, just, just go check it out. Just go check it out and, and see if what you think. think it's your, worth your time, then and, go ahead and get that And that's all we'll for, say because uh, we, we do pride ourselves at Dynasty Domain. We are not sponsor owned. And so we are not going to spend half of our you know episode talking about our own content or our sponsors Truth. or anything like that. Truth. So, and if you like the episode, like us. And if you don't, don't like the episode, just don't dislike us because that's rude, right? As always, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for being here. This has been. Dynasty Domain.